0: Section 65 of Chesterfield's Letters to His Son. Read for LibriVox.org into the public domain. Letter 96. London, December 16th, Old Style, 1749. Dear Boy, This letter will, I hope, find you safely arrived and well settled at Rome, after the usual distresses and accidents of a winter journey, which are very proper to teach you patience. Your stay there, I look upon, as a very important period of your life, and i do believe that you will fill it up well i hope you will employ the mornings diligently with mr hart in acquiring weight and in the evenings in the best companies at rome in acquiring luster a formal dull father would recommend to you to plod out the evenings too at home over a book by a dim taper but i recommend to you the evenings for your pleasures which are as much a part of your education and almost as necessary a one as your morning studies Go to whatever assemblies or spectacles people of fashion go to, and when you are there do as they do. Endeavor to outshine those who shine there the most. Get the garbo, the gentilezza, the leggerezza of the Italians. Make love to the most impertinent beauty of condition that you meet with, and be gallant with all the rest. Speak Italian, right or wrong, to everybody, and if you do but laugh at yourself first for your bad Italian, nobody else will laugh at you for it that is the only way to speak it perfectly, which I expect you will do, because I am sure you may before you leave Rome. View the most curious remains of antiquity with a classical spirit, and they will clear up to you many passages of the classical authors, particularly the Trajan and Antonine columns, where you will find the warlike instruments, the dresses, and the triumphal ornaments of the Romans. Buy also the prints and explanations of all those respectable remains of Roman grandeur and compare them with the originals. Most young travellers are contented with a general view of those things, say they are very fine, and then go about their business. I hope you will examine them in a very different way. Approfondise everything you see or hear, and learn, if you can, the why and the wherefore. Inquire into the meaning and the objects of the innumerable processions, which you will see at Rome at this time. ASSIST AT ALL THE CEREMONIES, AND KNOW THE REASON, OR AT LEAST THE PRETENSES, OF THEM, AND HOWEVER ABSURD THEY MAY BE, SEE AND SPEAK OF THEM WITH GREAT DECENCY. OF ALL THINGS I BEG YOU NOT TO herd WITH YOUR OWN COUNTRYMEN, BUT TO BE ALWAYS EITHER WITH THE ROMANS, OR WITH THE FOREIGN MINISTERS RESIDING AT ROME. YOU ARE SENT ABROAD TO SEE THE MANNERS AND CHARACTERS, AND LEARN THE LANGUAGES OF FOREIGN COUNTRIES, AND NOT TO CONVERSE WITH ENGLISH IN ENGLISH, WHICH WOULD DEFEAT ALL THOSE ENDS. Among your graver company, I recommend, as I have done before, the Jesuits to you, whose learning and address will both please and improve you. Inform yourself as much as you can of the history, policy, and practice of that society, from the time of its founder, Ignatius of Loyola, who was himself a madman. If you would know their morality, you will find it fully and admirably stated in Les Lettres d'une Provinciale, by the famous Monsieur Pascal, and it is a book very well worth your reading. Few people see what they see or hear what they hear-that is, they see and hear so inattentively and superficially that they are very little better for what they do see and hear. This, I dare say, neither is nor will be your case. You will understand, reflect upon, and consequently retain, what you see and hear. You have still two years good, but no more, to form your character in the world decisively, for within two months after your arrival in England it will be finally and irrevocably determined, one way or another, in the opinion of the public. Devote, therefore, these two years to the pursuit of perfection, which ought to be everybody's object, though in some particulars unattainable. Those who strive and labor the most will come the nearest to it. But above all things, aim at it in the two important arts of speaking and pleasing. Without them are all your other talents maimed and crippled. They are the wings upon which you must soar above other people. Without them you will only crawl with the dull mass of mankind prepossessed by your air, address, and your manners, persuade by your tongue, and you will easily execute what your head has contrived. I desire that you will send me very minute accounts from Rome, not of what you see, but of who you see, of your pleasures and entertainments. Tell me what companies you frequent most, and how you are received. End of section 65 Read by Professor Heather and by For more free audio-books, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org